there, everybody. Welcome to episode 148 of the Finger Guns podcast, brought to you by Acast. Yes, I do have to say that. It's quite incredible. Joining me this week, well, it's a stacked house. We've got Kat. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, pal. How's it going? Hey, pal. I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Recovering from uh, our, our weekend shenanigans. Yeah, when there was, you know, more than one finger gun in a room. Who I know. Knew? There was three. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you. It was good to see you too. Thank I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had. The last time we saw each other, you, you didn't really compliment me at all. You just complimented how good Miles smelt. So I uh, made yeah, sure I uh, perfumed up this time. And you still didn't get a compliment. So uh, that's fine. <laughs> I have to um, roll myself in candy floss. That's fine. I was, I, I was distracted by your wonderful <laughs> eyes and hair. Thank you. Does that work? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, it works. Sure. Okay, okay, great. And the person that smells like unicorn flowers, Miles Thompson. Hello again, mate. Hello, bud. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Very good. It was very nice to see you. And you were the only one who could get served for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because I was the only one that looked over 21. Ah, uh, that was it. Yeah, that must have been I, would, I was out with a bunch of youngins. <laughs> the youngins. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be 30 soon. Oh, where was me? Where was me? Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, guys, come on now. It's tough, man. It's tough. It didn't, you know, I exacerbated that fact by also walking on a crutch for the whole evening. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, but uh, yeah, and also bouncing before you guys went to zinc. Also, uh, a very good shout. How was your evening? It was uh, full of loud music and Jaeger bombs, so pretty much all you could want, really. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, it's good. It's good, thank you. After I saw you, I got a, uh, I, I, I got a trip home, and I left my phone in the back of the taxi. Oh yeah. no! Fortunately, they, the wonders, the wonders of TorontoTaxiServices.com, they have a live chat on their website, ah. so I was able to get it back within six minutes. That's pretty they, impressive, actually. They, they freaking rock! I love them. They're awesome. That, that's pretty awesome. Shout out to them. And back on the pod for the first time in a while, it's Toby Anderson. Whoop whoop. Hey bud, how are you? That's the sound of Toby Anderson, not the police, by the way. Okay. Is that what I'm you good. do now? When you yeah, I'm just gonna go room? whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> just to announce myself, yeah. I love it. I love it. You're right, sir. I'm all right, thank you very much. How are you? Good. Yeah, very well. Thank you for asking, Toby. That's all right. Thought I would this time. Oh, you're such an angel. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's been you. a long time. It's been a long time. It has been. But I'm glad time. to be back. Yeah, man. Me too. I'm also looking at this. Um, I'm, I'm looking at this group of people here on here, and I'm like, "There's more than one hand of fingers here. It's too many." You know what I mean? It's true. You should have five or even four, <laughs> depending on. Or we, it's normally a Simpsons hand. Now it's like not even. Now it's like a mutant Simpsons hand. Oh my god! Well, which hand? Which finger we're going to chop off in order to get the information? That's very yakuza. That sounds quite yeah. scary. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, we'll let everyone live for now. Okay. For now. And returning to the podcast after, I mean, I don't even know. Mr. Sean Davies. Hello. Hello, sir. Welcome back. Thank you very much. How are you? You okay? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine. I just wanted to say that six fingers is the standard in Stoke. So don't worry about it too much. <laughs> awesome. I feel like I came back in at the wrong time then. Um, we, we, we're either inbred and have six fingers, fingers on one deep hand. In Stoke, or... something like that. Yeah. <laughs> What? 
<laughs> it's a good thing we're not monetized because we'd lose that within the first couple of minutes. <laughs> Sponsored by incest. Anyway. <laughs> KY Jelly. Oh, God. This is our first pod on a new provider, and here we go. Sorry about that. It's They're going to listen to it. <laughs> They're probably not going to listen to it, thank God. I really hope they don't. That would be awful. Um, but yeah, Sean, good to have you back, sir. Thank you. I think this is your first one this year? Yeah, probably. Yeah, most definitely. That's crazy times, isn't it? Yes, it has been a while. I have been very busy. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure. And rounding off this very stacked pod, the one and only Mr. Greg Hicks. Hola. How are you doing, Captain? I'm good. I kind of ruined my entrance by talking over someone else's a minute ago, but I yeah. came back in. Well, I had to disappear off to get my food out of the oven, which, as I've just sent a picture into the Slack, uh, I broke the pizza slice. No. Yeah. Um, it just snapped. Um, yeah, so I came back in as you were all six fingers deep. Uh, six fingers deep in Sean's stoke. <laughs> stoke in Sean's... Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, it was good to have you, man. Thank you for joining mm. us. It's always a pleasure to be here. Just the stars aligned and here I am today, tonight. Fantastic stuff, man. I'm glad you managed to deliver yourself to us. <laughs> Some sort of apocrypha. apocrypha the stars align and Greg's here. Not, not a big head at all, though. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in just the terms I'm here, not I have come from. God-like you know, introduction you just did. Oh, let's not get Toby started on fucking religion, shall we? Captain Agnostic not- over there. That's not you're start, it's starting to sound like Will Smith's acceptance speech now. <laughs> Keep God out of your mouth. <laughs> oh dear. Right then, let's get to our game of the week. And well, there's six of us, so hey, let's keep it short and snappy. We'll go from the top. Cat, your game of the week. Uh, my game of the week is still Horizon, but I've started to do this thing where I've become avoidant of the PlayStation because I cannot be fucking ass to platinum it because I hate the trials. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. But I'm getting that. I'm about two trophies off from the platinum, I think. Maybe three. Uh, so I've needed to play something that is the complete opposite of Horizon. And then you think to yourself, what could possibly be the complete opposite of Horizon? And that answer is uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Because <laughs> it was on deal. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Are you playing Battle for Bikini Bomb? Yes, I fucking am. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid but uh, yeah i mean it helps it helps uh yeah it is uh j- just a bit whimsical and yeah you change into patrick at the bus stop and then you change back to sally at the bus stop and then you go back to spongebob at the bus stop you collect stuff you yeah it's just platformer retro heaven for spongebob really mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I agree. yeah so that's that's me Nice. Um, I'm just being really avoidant because I I know that when I'm, I don't want to delete it and I don't want to start a whole new game because that means I'll get game fatigue and then I'll not be as good as Horizon then I'll jump in like six months time but fuck now I've lost all the skill um, that'll mm. take me ages so I just need to shut up and do the fuck trials but I, oh, I just can't be asked what, what trials are you hung up on Kat? all of them I just avoid all of them. I've started them. I just knew I I didn't know if they were a trophy or not until the very end. And I, I made the mistake of just leaving them to the end instead of like doing them every so often, like there, there are the person. There are a few that are pretty brutal. <gasps> that oh. that take a bit of work, that's for okay. sure. And you need like a properly upgraded version of one particular type of ammo. Okay. Okay. If you, if you want to if you want any tips. 
Thank you. Thank you. Fun. I've done the stealth one. I've done all of them. Um, that was that's the only trial one I've done so far. Um, I haven't looked at any of the others. Um, Sean, I did you find the plasma one hard? No, I had uh, a bow which had it was like a the shatter shot plasma. Yeah, it was it was one shot. So I could um, do I could I could plasma it in two shots, but the one it gives like it gives you a weapon, and it was just completely useless. And I had to go searching for this other weapon I had. But thankfully, yes, it's just the, there's a roller back. Um, Okay. That you have to deal with and he needs to be exploded and a certain amount of damage done okay. and then you have to do it oh. twice and if you do any any extra damage you overkill him <laughs> it's just like fuck off yeah. yeah and also as well like i sold a lot of my weapons because i thought there was a little space so i'm gonna be really annoyed at myself if that's yeah. all that i've sold oh well yeah so i'm being avoidant and i know it's gonna take me i just cba i hate it good luck there is, there is buyback in the shop if you know that. Oh, yes, yeah, there is. The shop, yeah, yes. luckily there is. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, oh, hopefully yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but that's me. That's that's me done. Hopefully mm. this time next week I'll have the platinum, or I'll still be avoidant. Who knows? <laughs> I'll, I'll go to switch and have to switch games as my game of the week. Like, like, fuck it, I'm playing Lego Star Wars. Go away. Like, like, fuck it, I'm playing Kirby. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and um, there's a review of SpongeBob on our website actually. Thinking of something there, go check it out. It's from yourself, isn't it? Yes, it was from back in the day. I made a video review for it and everything. It took me bloody ages because I, I wanted to get back into video content, and it had 16 views. So fuck video content. Oh. Um, Miles, what's your game of the week? <laughs> uh, mine's The Ascent. It's finally come out on PS5. It's a like top-down twin-stick shooter, really gory, violent. It's absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you guys, when you played it on Xbox, like got like got to see just how beautiful it is but the graphics are unbelievably mm, good i played it on the one so i had frame rate issues and lots of angular and this you know yeah oh you missed out it's it's a real liquor um so it looks great it's got a proper like cyberpunky vibe to it um it's like a diablo type game only just with more guns instead of like swords and powers um and you get an automatic rocket launcher minigun so what's not to love um so yeah i've just been playing that i got through it reviewed it platinumed it and had a really good time with it so yeah, it's just another one that was pretty cool. Not got much I else mean, to say about you it. Say, you say you said you platinumed it. Come on, yeah, come on, tell the world. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I was the first one to platinum it. The on first PS5. person on earth to platinum it on PS5. Well done, yeah. Miles Thompson. Thank you very much. Thank you. Incredible stuff as ever. <laughs> very proud. Much better than VR broom racing. <laughs> this one oh, I'm proud of. Indeed, Toby Anderson. Oh, I can't wait for this. I'm waiting for this for so long. <laughs> what is your game of the week? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> my game of the week oh, i didn't realize it was so uh, so exciting um i agree with cat's need to get off something get, get to play something else rather um after lots of horizons so my game of the week is stranger of paradise final fantasy origins um which i finally bought and because i finally got the platinum on horizon i was like yes i can just get into something else finally um not that there's anything bad about horizon's great game uh yeah stranger of paradise i mean <sighs> It's a nuts game. It is a nuts game. So it's like um, it's like an incredibly B movie game. Like like you know the the worst sort of campiest, badly translated Japanese rubbish. <laughs> and at the same time, it's got like massively high production values on it. And it's been and the combat is absolutely brilliant. So it's just this very weird game. Um, I would say what I was, I was talking to Greg about it just um earlier even today, just saying that. In a way, it's like it's been billed as Souls-like, but I actually don't think it's very Souls-like. I think it's much closer, right, to Ninja Gaiden or Gaiden or however you say that, um, or Devil May Cry, but just with more emphasis on like 
deflecting and parrying and dodging than those games have. So if you imagine the bit of the, you know, Sekiro parrying, but mixed with a far more fast paced, like DMC style combat, it's that. And it's really fun. It, is, it flows really well and, it, and you can change jobs and builds on the fly. You can have at least two that you can just flick between all the time. And yeah, the only Souls-like parts really are the difficulty. Um, you have like five Estus potions or, or whatever, you know, that's very similar to a From Software game um, and, gen- and the general sort of look. But yeah, it's not really like that, which is fun. I, I, it's not what I expected. I kind of went in thinking it would be a Souls-like, but I think it's more like it's verging on what Neo was taking. Neo was going away from the Souls-like formula as well, but it's like another step further away from that. Um, lots and lots of fun with the story it is a very very stupid rehash of final fantasy one if anyone knows the story of final fantasy one they go and see the final boss right at the very beginning and then they go on a big journey to find the crystals and awaken the crystals and things like that it was a very very set you know storyline that was the first few of the final fantasy games and this is completely doing the same thing with just a very angry man called jack who must shout about chaos every five minutes <laughs> and and his mates who've got like no no personality whatsoever yet and i'm like six hours in and i was like mm, yeah i mean it's like that it's so terrible it's good that sort of vibe it's mm-hmm. not that bad i quite like it there's some really fun stuff i'll, I'll end with some, one of my favorite things i've done which is that um if you if you remember final fantasy 7 remake there were some enemies called sahagins or Sahajins, they are like the, they're like amphibious men with spears and they come jumping out and spraying oh, shit at you all the time. You fight them in the sewers, don't you? Yeah, you fight them in the sewers a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. are fucking hard. I think they're really hard. They, they, they're just a normal enemy that's just like a, a whole level or two higher than they should be in terms of difficulty. Um, anyway, it's very satisfying in this game when you break one's like stamina, you know, break gauge and um, then you can grab it, put it over, put it over your back, and snap its back in half while crystallizing it, and then breaking it into a thousand pieces. And I was like, "Yeah, that was quite fun, actually." I quite like that. Hmm. So yeah, I love it. Um, I have to ask: Is that bit from one of the trailers where he's walking through weeds, listening to Frank Sinatra? <laughs> is that in the game? It is. It has been referenced and used in the game. Yes, oh, and my God. Y- you do a combat tutorial in that field as well. <laughs> No. <laughs> just That's after amazing. he sort of decides he's going his way <laughs> and no one else is going to tell him what to do he's actually lost his memory completely at the beginning of the game so i don't even understand the context of this my way thing at all um it's it's come from some weird translation something that the japanese think that song is saying that we're just like yeah this is weird <laughs> it's only funny because it's not because they're taking it really seriously right exactly yeah <laughs> Anyway, I just, I just um, love the idea that, that my way is actually completely lost and it's just bumbling around because <laughs> I don't know, I've lost all my memories. So my way pretty is much, yeah. that way maybe? I don't know. Who knows what I'm trying to do apart from the fact that he knows that he needs to kill Chaos. That's really all he knows. So anyway. yeah, this is, it, it, it's chaotic. It is chaos, absolute chaos. But it's not actually that bad. It's like a clear 7 out of 10 that's got 9 out of 10 combat. Right. <laughs> Got it. Oh man, uh, that's so awesome. God, I was Stranger Paradise. I knew it was going to be fucking wild. Um, I'll uh, I'll keep going and uh, and I'll give you another roundup when I finished it. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait. Uh, Sean Davies, your game of the week, sir. My game of the week is Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Woo! Yes, it's amazing. It's exactly what I wanted. Um, it's basically Borderlands Four. 
I've always attested that the Assault on Dragon's Keep stuff was the best stuff to come out of the Borderlands franchise, apart from Tales of the Borderlands, and that wasn't even by Gearbox. So this is just like more of the same. You've got Tiny Tina, who's your dungeon master for the Bunkers and Badasses game. She's talking you through this event, but actually something weird starts to happen about the third of the way, third of the way through the game where things start to take a bit of a turn. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's a really nice spin on this whole kind of fantasy genre that they've got going on within the Borderlands. You'll see like returning characters from Borderlands, but in new context. Claptrap's back, but very, very shortly, just for like a, a very small chunk of the game. And it, it's, it's great, to be honest. Um, if you like shooting things um, while numbers pop out of things' heads and the word critical pops up, you're going to love this game because that's pretty much all it is. But, you know, it's it's just otherworldly, you know. There's, so I'm, I'm currently doing like a Jack of the Beanstalk-style side mission where I accidentally kicked a evil seed into a town that then grew up inside the town. And I'm going along with the punch fairy, the fairy punch father, <laughs> who who's going to help me defeat whatever's at the top of this beanstalk. That should have been your name, surely. Fairy punch father or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I just blew up the sea because I, I needed to cross an ocean. And instead of um, making a boat, I decided to nuke the sea um, and just turned it into a desert wasteland. It, it's great. It's just completely out of the world, just wacky. It's great. I'm enjoying it immensely. Awesome. If you like the other stuff, you'll love that. Now, my you know, you know, I'm not a massive fan of the franchise, but I do love Tales. Do you think that I would get something out of Tiny Tina's? No. Right. Okay. And like none, none of the characters that you see in like um Will Onet plays um the Dragon Lord and he kind of comes off as handsome Jack throughout. Like if, if uh, okay. so he he is like the smarmy, you know, guy in your ear all the time who's telling jokes and he is he is very, very good in it. Um the in fact the entire book. So he's just he's just doing his Lego Batman thing then. Yeah, but I mean I just think of him as Bojack these days. He's more Lego Batman in this in, in, than Bojack. He's, he's like less, less... Bojack's much more depressed. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but and, and it's weird because it, it really comes off as, as like he's taking the role really seriously, despite, <laughs> which is like, you know, he's talking about dragons and portals and soul swords and stuff. And you can tell he's having a good time, but also he's really putting his effort into it. And it's, it's you know, commendable to him. Um, another another one of the um, like the entire cast is full of A-listers. We, like it's just crazy how they got this cast together. It's just absolutely insane. You're like you sit there and listen to some of the voices, and you go, "I know this voice." And then I looked it up on IMDb, and I'm like, "Holy shit! How did they get in this game?" Hmm. It's well worth a go. Ashley Birch is a tiny team, right? Um, yes, and very cool. The, I think what, there's a another actress. Uh, I don't want to murder her name, but I can't remember it. But um, she's in like almost every black comedy movie these days, and she's like one of the main voices in the game too. And I didn't even know she was in it, but she's very funny. Oh, cool! Nice one. Good. I am glad it is living up to your expectations, sir. It is. Phew! What a relief. And finally, Greg, your game of the week. Mine is going to be short and sweet because I don't need to explain either one of them. But um, yeah, I've hit a bit of a plateau with Elden Ring, and by that I mean I don't like playing it because it's hard. Oh my god! It's really not clicking with me. I, I, oh, baby, can't play gamey. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> this is the kind of quality banter we make. Oh, Toby, I've missed you so much. <laughs> okay, I'm not even annoyed at that. Get, get good, Greg. <laughs> you can fuck off, mister. Five years ago, I'm never touching a Soulsborne game. No I'm sorry, it's just too good. I was like, come on. Now I know. You, you've done. Oh, you've played Secure like I six times. I come back for one of these fucking <laughs> reunion things and you've just been a number. I wasn't even going to mention the S word until you brought it up. All right, sorry. I'm so sorry. You haven't tried the Elden Ring. Tell yeah, me all about to, uh, it. I thought we were meant to keep it short and snappy and you're just interrupting me. God. I've lost my train of thought now, you penis. Right, yes. Can't get on with Elden Ring because it's just not clicking on me. I'm more used to the combat in that game that we weren't going to mention. Um, and I'm just struggling to get on with it. So I decided to buy Jedi Fallen Order, the PS5 version. It's like £9 on the store at the moment. So I booted it up last night and it looks really, really nice. So yeah, just started that again as something a little bit of a light temperament to play. Nice. Have you beaten that before? Yeah, I had the PS4 version and then I must have traded it in. And then I think I started playing it again on Game Pass for the sake of playing it again because it was on Game Pass. But of course, that's just on my old xbox one so it was more yeah. like oh all right Pfft. no hdr no nothing and oh, then yeah so i know it's just ugh. Ugh. first world problems so yeah just saw it on the store and i just thought you know what i need a break i'm playing sort of hitman 3 at the moment as well because mm. i've got the the other packs so i'm you, you can play them through like if you've got the legacy packs you can play like all of the content from hitman 1 2 and 3 via the hitman 3 disc it's a very weird system but it works so yeah, sort of dabbling between Hitman 3, um, a game that I reviewed that's coming out, well, today. The, well, the review is out today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, mostly just not Elden Ring because I keep going back to it. And every time I sort of do something good, I'm like, right, save it, turn it off because I don't want to ruin this happy moment of doing something. <laughs> but yeah. Oh man, that is unfortunate. I mean, it will. I mean, I said to my brother last night, I'm sure when I finally do get around to finishing it and then do New Game Plus, it'll be a bit easier to get. It's just. Everything is just kicking your ass more than necessary. Right. Like, the, the whole premise of a, of a Soulsborne game is like, it's tough, but you get to grips with those enemies. And you, once you've mastered that area, you take on a boss and then you get your ass kicked and you get used to those new enemies. But everything just. Because it's open world, there's no leash to anything. And it's just like, I mean, yes, obviously I have wandered off into tough areas inadvertently. And yeah, I get my ass kicked fair and square because I'm not really meant to be there yet. Fine, that's Breath of the Wild Syndrome. But yeah, sometimes it's just like, here is a new enemy, smash! It's like, oh, okay, you're not going to let me learn any attack patterns. It, there's a lot of surprise enemies. There's a lot of like, things that appear behind you or out of the ground. Or as I found out last night, I killed one enemy and poof, this magic cloud. And it's like this... 20 foot tall enemy there and i'm like that is not fun gameplay that's just dick move extraordinaire so yeah i'm i'm sort of slowly trekking my way through that but i'm just mixing it up with fallen order and hitman nice well, how, you oh, sorry yeah, go on. no go on i'm sorry i was just gonna say and what's your game of the week then uh my game of the week uh short and snappy i'm playing lost ark on a pc ah. because i have a pc now that can run lost ark and um, it's, yeah, it's top-down RPG. There's lots of magic, lots of swords. I'm still getting used to the keyboard-mouse thing. That's something that's brand new to me. Uh, Lost Ark doesn't, you can't put a controller to it, so that was scary at first. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting through it, and it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's an RPG that I really wanted to play, and I have obviously haven't been able to because I haven't had a system that could run it. But now I do, and it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really, 
nice living up to those expectations and um i hope yeah there's more to come from amazon games because lost ark is it's completely bonkers it's batshit crazy the story is absurd i have no idea what's going on but the gameplay is great and i'm looking forward to playing more so yeah that's a bit of lost ark right then oh my god it's quiz time for the first time in a few weeks cats are you ready for this so ready all right let's do this let's do this is everybody else ready Gladiators ready. <laughs> ready as I'll ever be. I'm going to go down the line and you can introduce your buzzers. Ross, hit me. Can't say that. Ross, oh. metaphorically. <laughs> Can't say it <laughs> Keep no. my wife's name out of your fucking <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Smack my bitch. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> Ross, would you like to uh, share your buzzer? Amy. Yeah. Yep, yep. Sonic Orgasm Noise. Amazing. Thank you. Classic. Greg. I've gone with my game of the week theme. Ooh. That's nice. Awesome. Slick. Mr. Sean. Uh <gasps> repping the cat noise. I love it. Thank you very much. It's Pikachu. It's Pikachu. Because I, bought, because, because I always use Pikachu. Okay. When I'm oh, I, I used it before you, cat. It was way before. Shut up, Toby. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> oh, no, are we just, sorry, are we just going to bypass the fact that cat called Pikachu a cat noise? No, no it's a cat as in cat. her cat. She's cat. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm not a I didn't wonder. I thought you were like, you know, it's a That's mouse. Meowth. Pokemon, right? He's a mouse. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Mouse. Did you say me? Sorry. Get some. Fuck you. Ah, my favorite, <laughs> favorite Call of Duty noise. Yeah. And uh, Toby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for listeners, uh, Toby. He's a Toby phone. Phone. I'm yeah. a, a sort of invalid chocobo. Yeah. Chocobo. Toby can't have a buzzer because the buzzer is um, inundated. So he is a squawker. That's anyway, laugh every time. are we ready to go? So. Uh, fastest finger first question one after 17 days of release this game won the title for the fastest oh by the way I forgot to say my bad um... <laughs> is this still part of the question I've got to say the quiz is open world themed okay so uh, just, uh, just a pr- preface there. yeah just to preface this whole quiz otherwise you're going to be like why are they all the same type of answer it's because it's themed anyway question one after 17 days of release, this game won the title for fastest-selling open-world uh, game. Uh, Amy! Ross? Elden Ring. Yes. Hello. Hey. Uh, question two. Koji Kondo is one of the most famous game music composers of all time, known for his work on Zelda, most notably Ocarina of Time. Which Zelda game has he not featured his work on? Oh, you the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, Greg? Zelda 2. Or The is a Link, wherever it's called. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. No. Oh. Toby! <laughs> the very polite chuckle right here. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, that would be The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? It would be. Hold on, Toby. Open world themed, Greg. Douche. Jesus. Toby's not playing this week. (laughs) Uh, Question. Take my lightsaber and go home. (laughs) I can't get over Toby's. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway. I understand why he's being a dick. You are fired tonight. I'm Greg. having fun. That's all. Never stop, Toby. It's Never just stop. excited to have you here, Greg. That's yeah. all. It's like when kids play on the playground, it's just that he fancies you the most out of yeah, all that's of us. It. That's yeah. it. Um, question three. You're welcome, Toby. Uh, <laughs> question three. In The Witcher, what is the full name of Geralt's nickname after killing a gang of <laughs> Greg? Uh, the Butcher of Blevikin. Yes. Uh, question four: Fisto and Vengeance are weapons of part of which game? <laughs> shit, Greg. Borderlands? No. What do you mean shit? Oh, because I, make... I meant shit as in like I thought you oh, were going to wipe my And the scary noise. <laughs> what was the first one? Can you say the names of the weapons again? Yeah. Yeah, Fisto and Vengeance. Oh, it sounds really obvious now. It sounds like a porno. To be quite honest. <sighs> Vengeance. I'm Fisto. <laughs> I'm Vengeance. <laughs> Together we make Fist of Vengeance. Our weapons of part of which game? Everyone's stalling. Uh, no one's going to get it. Yeah. Everyone's Googling. No, I'm kidding. Ross. Uh, Borderlands. That was I said Borderlands. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, douche. Yep. <laughs> Toby, was that you squawking? Just saying that uh, no, it wasn't. Oh. I was just saying douche again. Oh, okay. I've got no idea about these fists of chaos, or whatever. Miles? Saints Row? No. Oh. I really thought that people would get this because I actually haven't even played this game. <laughs> Sean's doing a poll on Googling it. That's why he hasn't answered. Hey, Sean, you want to give it a bash? No. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Well, the answer was Fallout 3. Oh. Bad oh. times. Damn. Anyway, question five. Uh, Charles Martinet, famous voice of Mario. <laughs> I didn't mean to press that. Oh, that's me out. <laughs> just about to say Mario. No, 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 leg no, off with no, that lightsaber. I, <laughs> no, I was trying to bring my, my screen was going to turn off, so I pressed it and it was like, oh, <laughs> shit. So me out of that one. <laughs> you can, no, you can, you can, I'll let you in. Uh, Mario you Odyssey? No, <laughs> I, I meant like, <laughs> as in like, if you shushed, I would have finished the question and you could have answered. Oh, I thought you were going to let me have a go at answering, sorry. <laughs> that was bold, but no. Um, anyway, for Charles Martinet, famous voice of Mario and Luigi's voices. Voices, well, no, shut the fuck up, cat. Charles Martinet famously voices Mario and Luigi. What other voice character from what open world game released in 2011? Miles. Oh, shit. Uh, I committed to this too early. Uh, it didn't uh, get the year. I released in. Miles goes for it. Shit, oh, I've gone way too early. Here. I'm gonna say Assassin's Creed. No. Uh, uh, Amy. I need the character name as well. But uh, Ross. Oh, I don't know the fucking character name. I'd give half um, a point. If... I know the game because I because I heard it in an interview. You did. It was Skyrim, right? Yeah, it is Skyrim. Oh, do you just... extra half a point? Oh, I, I, you... I don't know who he played. I've no idea who he played. Oh, he plays Mr. Skyman Rim. <laughs> Mr. S Rim. <laughs> That's um... another porno, I swear. Yeah, it's another porno. <laughs> it is. Um, anyone else want a half a point guess at who he plays in Skyrim? The Dragonborn. He plays a dragon. Astrada. Um, on, oh, haven't you played this game like nine times? <laughs> Yeah, I just it's like a stupid fucking name like 
cock fucking vocal <laughs> vocals. Mr. Fist, Mr. Fisto, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like I can't pronounce it. Even if I could like have it in print, I wouldn't be able to pronounce it. <laughs> oh, Ross, I'm going to give you the give you the half a point. He plays Parthenax in. Uh, see, it's the dragon. It's the yeah. fucking bad guy. I get half a point for dragon. Oh, well, fine. You get the fuck <laughs> what? What? No, I'm a fucking invalid chocobo. Yeah, that's that's right. Give give him half a point for guessing half of the characters in Skyrim. <laughs> is it a dragon? <laughs> is it a dragon? <laughs> is, it a, is it a god with an arrow in his knee? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, question six. Uh, name four of any of the nine Gaia subordinate functions in the Horizon series. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, Greg. Faith, hope, charity, and abstinence. I don't fucking know. <laughs> 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 Ross? I didn't I didn't buzz. Oh, I thought you buzzed. No, oh, I okay, Squawker. Squawks. <laughs> okay, uh, Demeter. Yep. Hephaestus. Yep. Apollo. Yep. Steve. <laughs> oh my god, Greg. How did you get that? Poseidon. Hold on. We should have just gone with Hades' theme. Is, is that just not a Hades question? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there that I think uh, Sean was an earlier than Toby on that one. <gasps> I'd already worked way before on the previous. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't hear a peek a peek. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think my buzz is just not like coming through on the mic, but it's fine. It's cool. Well, you, you can it's squawk fine. too. If you squawked, or maybe not squawk, but do I'm not going to cheat by squawking. Noise. I'm not going to cheat like squawking. <laughs> you do a little Pikachu <laughs> noise yourself. I'm yeah, could this... you peek a peek Because I do peek a peek sometimes. I'm treating yeah, this I'm as not, golf, like the lowest score wins so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just we're, just, we're waiting for Sean Speaker Picker. It's not yeah, happening. that's what I was doing. <laughs> uh, question seven. Uh, Chris and Bell appears in which open world franchise three times? Get some. Miles? That is Assassin's Creed. Yes. Do you want to try and take a stab at the games? Uh, it's Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and Brotherhood. Is it Christian yeah. Bale? Fair play. No, Chris and Bell. Chris, oh, I think you said Christian oh, Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I was thinking <laughs> Batman. That's about what I can think of. Yeah, said Christian Bale. Right, no, Chris, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really if fucked up my Googling. If you yeah. enunciated that, so I would have thought it. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. Please, please enunciate the, the Sorry. names. Sorry, my badass. <laughs> um, my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> right then, question eight. Uh, set in Manhattan, which open game world follows the story of a shapeshifter who needs to stop an outbreak. Of a... Greg. Prototype. Yes. Oh, it was a bit late there, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> you were that on your like, answer. That was I'm after sorry. <laughs> I was trying not to shout prototype like that. <laughs> uh, question nine: True Hero was the original working title for which 2009 open world game? Get some. Toby. True Crime. No. Right. I have a second answer. <laughs> I think Tough Miles. Titty. No, Miles. Miles. Oh, Miles. Okay. Uh, Miles? I'm, I'm just going to say Infamous. Yes, it was. Oh, nice. Was that the first one or the second one? The first one. Yeah. They had to wait for the clearing of um, the game, so they made two um, trailers for E3. And luckily it cleared in time. So they I, thought, I thought the first one was earlier than that. Blimey. Nope. It came out like a month after the prototype or a month before or something, because they yeah, were like, literally big... reviewed against each other, weren't they? Yes. Okay. 
I'm asking for two things here, but I didn't know how to word it because COVID brain. So in which game, what actor sadly passed away during the production of the game, meaning that mostly all of their voice files had to be deleted and replaced by a new actor? So I need the game and I need the actor's name for an extra point. Can we have any fucking hints? Um, I need more clues. It's an open world video game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, there there are two in the franchise. Christ. Um, I, if I say the next ten, it's gonna Ross. Horizon. No. Oh. If I say this next ten, you're gonna get it straight away. Yeah, that would help. Okay. Um, he was set to play Uncle. Oh. <laughs> I've already Ross. answered. Never mind. Oh, yeah, That's you've already, already answered, answered, Ross. Who hasn't answered? Because I've lost track. Toby, did you squawk? Toby went just. Before I did me. squawk. Um, Spider Man. No. Uh, no. God, I know. I know it. I know. Uncle Ben. Not Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ben's not in the game. <laughs> I know this. I know this. He's not called Uncle Ben anymore. It's just Ben's right. <laughs> Miles. It's Red Dead Redemption, two. Oh, you nearly didn't get it then. <laughs> nearly didn't, but I did. It's Red Dead Redemption. All right, Louis Armstrong. Fuck <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow. Was really the wow, can we boot Toby for bullying? <laughs> that wasn't even Toby that said it. It was me. I know. That, oh, was, oh. that was Greg, man. Oh, Come I'm on. so sorry. Oh, Miles well, is well, totally reading the answers from Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> are they in different uh, rooms? We are. We are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well sure you are, guys. Sure, you are. <laughs> sure you are. I've seen your setup. You've seen our PlayStation setup, not our Good. podcast setup. Oh yeah, true. Because otherwise, you'd be able to hear us through each of us. It would just be like that. Um, so that's the end of the quiz. Thanks, did you keep guys. track of the score at all? Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> I didn't. Ross, <laughs> Ross, you got. Did it? Did it? Did it? Do. <laughs> tornado tornado okay um ross you got one and a half points sean i didn't hear your peak i'm so sorry i see you didn't get anything um miles you got three points nice. greg you got two points and toby you got two and a half points oh, oh my fucking days so, what? miles your red dead 2 just stole it away from toby thank god thank god you said spider-man toby <laughs> Yeah, Praise Uncle I don't Ben. I think I half a point really counts. Uncle Ben. Oh, no! Phenomenal. Um, Misa need a button like that next time. I should have had that. <laughs> We're all going to be Jar Jar next time. Excuse me, can I answer a question, please? Excuse <laughs> oh, no. me, can I answer this question? Sophie, can you not use the buzzer, but just be Jar Jar? Oh, I love his voice, it's so funny. Oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a red dot too. George Lucas um, will try and ban this podcast at this rate. Yeah, he's going to copyright strike us. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, guys. Thank you oh, for playing. should have heard that. Uh, right, That's the world of Miles. Well done, Miles. Thank you. Well done, Miles. Well Thank you very much, Kat, for the quiz. You are most welcome. <laughs> Need to go lie down in a dark room. Yeah. Sean, you're right over there, man. That was a. Uh... <laughs> I'm already lying down in a dark room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a sensory deprivation tank or something. Oh, that's beautiful. 
I'll tell you what, I'll bring you in for the first news story because I wanted to slide this in very, very quickly. Sony have refiled the trademark for Knack. Come on, Sean. What is, oh, I thought you were talking about What you. is this? What is this? I Please don't know. Me just, don't tell me they're just renewing it. I don't know. I, I, I don't see why they would renew it um, for, for no reason. Um, so I guess there's more Knack coming. Maybe, oh. I mean, I imagine it's going to be probably Knack 3. I just don't know who's going to do it because we pretty much know what everyone's working on at Sony. You know, Asobi and then Japan is working on, you know, the Astro Boy stuff. We know that, well, we, we may know that um, Sly's coming back from um, the San Diego studio. So it doesn't really leave any studio. As in Sly Cooper, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Sly Cooper. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, mm. So that's coming from the guys at the Pixel Opus. Wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind a PS5 Sly. That'd be cool. But so, so I don't... Like either either it's a new version with lots of new bricks or I don't think it's gotta be a new game. If it is, my kids are gonna go feral. <laughs> my kids love them. Like, and yeah. like no reviewer in the world could tell them that that's a six out of ten game. They would mm-hmm. argue the toss. I, I genuinely did a recording, I think, for whatever website we were we were writing for at the time, where one of them gave it a million out of ten. Mm. So Yeah, the kids love Mac. They certainly do. So yeah, Knack 3, day one on Project Spartacus. I hope so. Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. It really would be. Considering that critics don't like it, but everyone else loves it, it, it could have that kind of day one. No, no, I don't like it either. Okay, You're not a critic, everyone, are you not? <laughs> oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll be the critics. Oh yeah, I'm a critic! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, I do game reviews, don't I? Yeah. Okay, well that was, uh, yeah, there's no more information, but yeah, Sony have uh, renewed that IP and that license sounds very exciting for whatever that could possibly be. Um, looks like there's going to be a big week for PlayStation news. God knows when it's going to be, but we think uh, Spartacus may be revealed this week at some point. So we will keep an eye out for that. Very exciting. But before that, I wanted to talk about the, that other free game service known as Xbox Game Pass because we had news this week that Microsoft have likely paid 5 to $10 million to get Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on Xbox Game Pass. This is according to an industry and now uh, and Analyst? Yeah, that's the one. Good God. Um, I was going to say analyst. I... I Jordan... I know, I know. Jordan Midler over at VGC um, says, David Gibson, who was a senior at... Oh, fuck's sake. Analyst. Analyzed. Analyzed at, at MST Financial. Is that a job, really? Has estimated that Square Enix was paid around 5 to 10 million for a superhero adventure to join the on-demand subscription service. Although the figure has never been officially confirmed, Gibson says it's an estimate between discussions with Square Enix and others. Gibson has been covering Square Enix as an analyst for 15 years. So it, it brings into question how much Microsoft is paying for these things and how much is actually going back to the developers and to the publishers. We look at 10 million, that's £2 per game if the retail is £29. So it's all profit for Square Enix. But is it enough or is it maybe not enough for these games? Uh, or is it too much for these games? Considering um, he was very quiet during the quiz. Um, Sean, what do you think? Uh, I think this is this is Microsoft's endgame, really. They, they want this subscription to be the very best that it can possibly be. And... Guardians of the Galaxy was was a widely regarded game. You know, it, it sold a reasonable amount, but it, it didn't meet expectations. I, I would believe that that 
that Square and Microsoft would come to a deal for that amount of money because it is going to shift time away from, you know, whatever other metric that, you know, if somebody's playing on PlayStation and suddenly there's this BAFTA-nominated single-player story game that's been released on Game Pass that you can just download and play for free as part of a subscription you're already playing, that is an enticing offer. And that's what Microsoft want these days. They don't want... They don't want you to buy their console. They just want to be you, for you to be within that ecosystem. And this makes sense as a loss leader. You know, you, it, it is a good game to, to pitch to people to play. Um, it's really interesting. Like, I don't know how much of this is like under NDA or, or stuff that I can actually say, but the deals that people get from, from Game Pass, it isn't like other subscription services. It's not about minutes played. It's not about activations and things like that. It, it's It's about player number and engagement and like retention and it's it's a very interesting way that they're doing this business because it's not like a lot of other businesses where you you put a single player story game on that service and it'll die on its ass that's not the case with with game pass you can you can get quite a good chunk of money from microsoft by just putting it on there and and telling people to go and play it on there and that's why you see so many companies doing this so I, I imagine that was the fee. I think that's a pretty fair fee um, for because once it's on Game Pass, somebody isn't going to go out and buy a, a disc disc box. And this might have been a really good way for, for, for Square to recoup some costs that fell below their expectations. So yeah, it's a good deal both ways, really. You know, you know, Microsoft gets a pitch about having Guardians of the Galaxy BAFTA nominated game, and Square gets a you know, pitch it to a load more people who probably wouldn't have looked at it twice. Yeah. If, I mean, if they're going to turn it into a franchise, that's the perfect way. Yeah, I mean, we talked about um, Guardians, how it didn't meet the expectations of Square Enix in terms of uh, retail. And yeah. so, you know, this is a, a nice way to recoup some money, I guess. Um, whether or not, would, would they have made another 10 million just, just on retail? Pro- probably over time, yeah. But mm. they probably still will anyway, because... Once it goes off Game Pass, and that's the beauty of Game Pass, you know, it's only on there for a, a limited amount of time. It's not as if they, they will exist there forever. You you have probably taken away a few hundred thousand sales from people who, who are downloading it on Xbox and playing it there. Yeah. But over time, those sales, you know, from 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 box boxes will come, you know, so long as this series is something that they want to invest in. And it's a good sign that this has gone to Game Pass. I do imagine that in the future we'll see a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because because of its critical success and because of the fact that Square is still pushing it. Mm. And if that's the case, you know, a lot of franchises don't really make money until the sequel. Oh, there you go. That's that's what we're pitching towards. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Um, Kat, you were the one that kind of played it kind of day one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think um, Square Enix got a good deal here? If you can sort of like jump on what uh, what, what Sean said, I guess. Yeah, I think I think Sean has has a really good point in terms of, well, I think there's a wider picture as well of, of what like Sean was saying in terms of Game Pass, and the fact of how that how they how they're needing to decide how they're going to do this for the future, and especially I think this is certainly a prevalent conversation as we're going to hear more news about Spartacus and how that runs. They want great games to be available to everybody and the best way to do that is to make a subscription pass where these 
massive games can be in air quotes for free you know you can just download them I paid I can't I paid I think I paid like 50 quid for that so the fact that somebody you know two months later three months later is getting that for free is incredible um in terms of I like like Ross like Ross like Sean was saying it, it didn't it didn't quite well square enix to say that about thing that they it didn't quite achieve what they wanted it to achieve but equally it's still guardians of the galaxy it's a huge marvel success whether you've seen the films or not whether you've you know and it, it's a pretty good game but they're gonna need titles like these to be able to go up against say spartacus but i guess game pass is already in a, in a realm of its own um but you know looking at the future of of game pass they could I guess shoot themselves in the foot one way or another down the line eventually with these games because if it is about retention and it is about um, player use as opposed to say like anything else then they've got to be really careful about what they do spend 10, 15, 20, 25 million pounds on because with so much on offer and so much availability you're going to get a lot of attrition a lot of game hopping Um, so would that make it really worth it in the end? don't know Mm. um which is, I guess, like a curse, like a double-edged curse, isn't it? Like, oh, you've got so much availability, I'm not going to play this really great game because there's all these other games that are so great too. Like, that's just a... Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the saying is, but uh, it's basically saying, like, it's a, it's a positive curse of your own demise, so to speak. Um, but then again, Spartacus really need... Oh, it's difficult because there's a conversation of Guardians of the Galaxy and there's a conversation of this is what they need to do eventually when they're going to have competitors um, that are doing Game Pass-like stuff. I think it's worth it. I, I was trying to look up actually how much Guardians sold in the end because then that would give you an idea of actually <laughs> have they shot themselves in the foot bit or is this, is this pocket change? Um, and then I guess you're going to get an argument of how much is going back to publishers, how much is going back to developers, you know, because if it's two quid... <laughs> Um, yeah that's that's like the interesting um next point i wanted to bring up david gibson um the analyst um i'm i'm getting it right this time trying so Um, hard to say anal aren't you i really really am um his his tweet says okay it says that is like two dollars per game on retail was 29 okay that's all profit but not too many publishers will be doing that given the low economics of game pass so i guess um i'll move it on because there's a lot of us um, Tobes, is there is that enough of a call? Do you think? Do you think the low economics is that a ten million? Is that low? Do you think for publishers to actually want to give their game away, quote unquote, for free? I mean, are they giving it away for free? They're getting ten million. So well, no, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a no. fee. There's, there's like a buy-in fee in this case. Whereas if there was, if if the subscription service for publishers at least worked on you know, you put it on there and you get nothing unless people play it, then that would be a whole different business case. You know, it, it's more that they get a fee when they start and therefore it just makes business sense almost from day one. So, I mean, I'm looking at this thinking it's it, it's really all on Square Enix. I think Square Enix already do something where they, they take their games that have already been out for a while and, you know, maybe aren't doing any real sales anymore. And they've, you know, ported a, a bunch of them to um, to Game Pass lots of the old Final Fantasies, the classic ones, Octopath Traveler recently was a bit of a eye-opener when it when it came onto Game Pass because they're like, well, that's out of nowhere because that was a Switch-only thing for a long time. And I just wonder if it's like, 
they got to the end of the financial year. They weren't making what they wanted to make on Guardians of the Galaxy. And they thought, do you know what? 10 million would push us right back into the black. So fuck it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it seems like a really easy discussion for from Square Enix's perspective. They were probably slowing right down on sales for Guardians of the Galaxy after a month or so because it, it just didn't seem to sell or get the traction that they wanted. Or, or I, mean, I don't think it got the traction it deserved, to be honest. So I, I can see where they're coming from. But I just feel it's like a three-month turnaround. They're thinking it was late in the year. We want to get it into the financial year. Here's 10 million. Boom. We're back. We're good. And hopefully that means exactly what Sean said, that there's a sequel or that there could be a sequel. And it's it's no it's no longer a dead in the water thing for them. I think they've overestimated a lot of their Marvel games. They they overestimated how yeah. Avengers would go completely. Mm. And if this one is salvageable, then great. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. So it leads me on to my next point greatly. Um, Greg, was that shitty Avengers game the reason why Guardians is now on Game Pass? Ooh, probably. Um I don't really have much more to add than what everyone else has covered, but I think it's almost like a repentance kind of thing. And yeah, you're right. That shitty Avengers game was shit. I think, I mean, I was on the fence with getting Guardians until Toby sort of, well, we traded, didn't we? Because you had my copy of Dark Souls. I think that worked we out did. right. We did, we traded the games. Yeah, but I would have bought yours for a cheaper price. I wouldn't have spent 50 quid on it. Even like 35 on the sale was a bit like, mm, I don't know. I think, as well as repentance for making up, that's the same word, as well as making up for like the shitty Avengers game, I think it's also good for people who are on the fence, like you say, on the fence to go, yeah, I'll give it a try. It's on Game Pass. It is quote unquote free. But yes, to answer your question in a more narrow down kind of sense, yes, it does make up for it because Avengers were shit and Guardians of the Galaxy is actually quite fun, apart from the last hour that really fucking tracked on. Get past that though, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, Miles, there's always one at the end. <laughs> you got anything to add to this story? <laughs> yeah, not too much. Uh, I think from Square's point of view, it makes total sense. You know, their games normally go on sale anyway, quite quickly after release, and everyone who was going to buy the game who wanted it would have bought it by now. Um, so to put it and get an extra 10 million on top of the sales they've made for it, like Sean said, it's going to go off Game Pass eventually. They'll make more sales on it later down the line, albeit very few. But, <clears throat> you know, Square are renowned for always being disappointed with sales. So if they can get any extra money on any of their games, I think they're going to take that. So I think from Microsoft's perspective, it just adds to the value of Game Pass as a whole and keeps people in it. So, you know, Microsoft has the money. It can just throw 10 million at a game just to have it on Game Pass. And it shows the spending power that they have, really. I guess the only thing I would think about is if I was, you know, predominantly an Xbox player, I'd start to wonder, actually, is it worth me actually buying any games on day one anymore, just waiting for them to inevitably end up on Game Pass if Microsoft wanted to throw that money at it? So it could end up affecting sales for that, you know, that game on that console. But yeah, I think Square must have just been laughing. Thought, you know, we've made a bunch of sales on it. It's done okay, not as well as we wanted. Get an extra 10 million on top of it. Make a sequel, hopefully it'll sell more. So yeah, I think it's a great deal on their part. I'm not as sure for Microsoft, but at the end of the day, they have the spending power that it's pocket change to them. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fair That's shout. That's the really. thing, isn't it? I mean, Mike, we talk, we talk a lot about Microsoft's kind of bottomless pit yeah. of money that they can just throw at publishers and these things. I mean, can Spartacus really compete with that? No, I don't think it can. And I don't think Sony are going to market it as a direct competitor in that way. I think Sony are going to market it as 
this is for the PlayStation ecosystem. This gives you access to all that back catalog of games that, you know, PS2, PS3, that you might not be able to play currently. I think it's going to be a much more, uh, I don't want to say limited, I know that's quite the right word, but it's going to be a much more like condensed offering compared to Game Pass. Mm. Um, and I think Sony's pricing is going to be the most important part of this because if it's any, if it's even on the level of Game Pass or more expensive, it's not going to be able to offer what Game Pass can because Sony don't have that kind of financial, you know, offering really. So they have to get their pricing right. But I don't think it's going to be a, it'll be a competitor, but it's not going to be able to match or best Game Pass. It's going to be one of those that if you're in PlayStation's ecosystem, it's for you. But I don't think it's going to bring anyone over from Game Pass who already has that. Yeah. Yeah, you've got Guardians, but we've got Croc 3D, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, we got Knack coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got Knack 3 on the way. So let's uh, let's celebrate that. Um, right then, let's move on to the next story. Um, this, again, this won't be a long one. But Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has officially been delayed to spring 2023. Um, again, from VGC, this is Tom Ivan. Warner Brothers Games have officially delayed the release of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League to 2023. Previously scheduled for release this year, the PS5 Xbox Series X game will now arrive next spring, the studio confirmed on Wednesday. Quote, we've made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League to spring 2023, said Rocksteady Studios, creative director and co-founder Sefton Hill. Quote, I know a delay is frustrating, but that time is going to be making the best game we can. I look forward to bringing the chaos to Metropolis together. Thank you for your patience. Um, there's not much more uh, to add to this. Um, Tobes, is this expected? Were you expecting Justice League to push to 2023? I'm oh, sorry, I think I, I lost com- lost my computer even working for a second there. Can you hear me? That's right fine. Now? Yeah, 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 I'm good. Um, I think this is always going to happen. Um, I think after the Gotham Knights release date was relatively late in the year. Is it October, I'm thinking? Um, that kind of killed safe the Justice League for me for 2022. I was just thinking there's just no real way that Warner Brothers is going to release them both within a sort of three-month period. We might have got both of them in a year had like Gotham Knights, well, had had Save the Justice League been ready for a start, but had Gotham Knights been a release at like, you know, March time, like now, we might have had another one in the holiday period. But yeah, it's it just means I'm going to get Batman awesomeness and DC awesomeness two years in a row instead of uh, twice in one year. Yeah, I think... I think it was pretty inevitable, to be honest. Uh, Sean, with this spring 2023 release, does that lead us to believe that Hogwarts Legacy might hit its 2022 for Warner Brothers? Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a way that that's missing Christmas. Mm. I think it's almost soon. Yeah. Got to catch um, the kids with that one. Yeah, you um, really do. That That is a Christmas game, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then early adults, of course. Yeah, but it's just going to get so much more sales, Hogwarts, from from the kids' side as well. Then that save the Justice League is not is not marketing towards. Yeah, it's true. Um, where's your hype levels for Justice League, Sean? Um, non-existent right now. Everything we've seen so far has been kind of a bit. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm sure it's going to be great because Rockstar know what they're doing. But I think it's it's one of these things where I think. Pretty much all of Warner Brothers Studios were hit really hard by COVID for whatever reason. And you look at like the gap between releases. We had uh, like Lego Jurassic World in 2019 and then nothing until Back for Blood in October 2021. It was like just a complete void of games from Warner Brothers. Yeah. And then and then suddenly, you know, you've got 
this year you've got Lego Star Wars, you've got Gotham Knights, you've got Hogwarts Legacy. I just think that that whole kind of two-year period, the whole merger thing that we were they were like up in the air about selling the place, like selling off the games division. Mm. And then obviously COVID, I just think it's been really damaging on them. And I think when they announced um Justice League, it was it was Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It was probably just too early. I think they probably just needed to get something out because obviously it had been so long. Yeah. Every, everyone kind of knew what they were working on because there was that many rumors. But it, I mean, to, to release, to, to announce your game after so many years with a CGI trailer, you kind of knew that something was, was not great at that point. So, sure. you know, I'm hoping, you know, towards the end of this year, we start to see actual gameplay footage that's, that's not just pieced together missions and stuff. That'll be good. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed fingers crossed <laughs> um greg where are you with justice league like sean said just a bit meh mm. that's it i cool. fair enough yeah yeah <laughs> nothing to add thanks man uh miles did you see this one coming yeah i did as well i'm still a little bit dubious of hogwarts legacy myself um just based on what we saw from it but yeah i think this one was always the the unlucky one that was going to get pushed back. The trailer didn't really sell me on it too highly. I think it's one I'm going to keep an eye on, but I'm not overly hyped for it. But yeah, the f- like we've got plenty of games coming out this year at this point, so I'm quite happy with one being delayed a little bit longer. And if it's for the benefit of making the game better, then cool, that's fine. So yeah, we'll see how it turns out in the end. The combat looks great on Hogwarts Legacy. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Kat, I'm guessing this is this is probably good news because it may, like we're saying, it may open that window for um, Hogwarts Good Times. Hogwarts Good Times to be had on the 25th of December. Probably mm. the 31st of December at like 11.30pm is when Hogwarts <laughs> is going to come out. And they'll be like, we made it! We made it to the holidays! Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm and I'm with everybody else. I'm very mid about um, Cover Justice League. I, like, like Sean was saying, is a lot of the trailer was not the trailer that everyone hopes to see when, when you have such a, a hype title. Um, it was still good. It was still exciting, but it's it's expected now. I think where we've had this last kind of eighteen months, I think actually a lot of reaction is is rarely, or maybe I'm wrong, rarely met with mass disappointment anymore because there have been so many games that have been delayed. So many like, even AAA games with so much money behind them um, that have still been delayed. So it's yeah. not a surprise. It's not a shock. Um, I'm all here for Hogwarts Good Times, regardless of what Miles says. Yes, I'm well in for Hogwarts, Hogwarts Good Times. And I will hear Accio or Lumos <laughs> as much God. as I damn well like. <laughs> Am I the only one hyped for uh, Justice League then? Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh dear. We're all, we, we all want to go to, well. We all want to go to Hogwarts. Me and Ross want to go to Hogwarts. Yeah, we all want to go to Hogwarts. Sorry, but get me wrong, I want to... I you know, kick some ass as Harley Quinn, but like, I don't mind doing that next year. <laughs> <laughs> you can wait, Harley. It's fine. I've got Hogwarts to explore. You know, the fact that that Toby is the only person to be hyped about is, and it's delayed. Just tracks it's got delayed. Yeah, this yeah. is exactly it. It tracks absolutely. Yeah, that's stop a... looking forward to things. <laughs> I'm just gonna pre- I'm just gonna stop reading anything about any games, right? I just every game will be a surprise. Don't no, me? just take on the sort of missing through a bit, like uh, like we all do that sort of ennui that it might come out eventually. <laughs> stop looking forward to things because okay. they always get delayed. Ennui. I mean, that Justice League just meh. There we go. There we go. Exactly. They go now. It'll be out tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shadow dropped. <laughs>
You weren't overly hyped for Final Fantasy Origins, and look at that, you're playing it now. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I wasn't actually. It was, it, I just like, eh, see, right. learn your lesson. Yeah, well, there you go. One day, <laughs> don't get excited about anything, Toby. Okay, <laughs> then you can play them. Uh, right then, let's get into our final topic. Now, this is kind of about us, really. Um, I, there's something that a friend of mine brought up to me the other day. Um, that was basically like, hey, you play games and stuff and you review games and stuff, but do you still enjoy them? And it was an interesting question, I thought. Because, no, this isn't our job. We don't do this full-time. God knows we wish we could do this full-time. Um, it would be amazing. But, um, yeah, this is one of those things where we get games to review. And we're very grateful, very thankful for that. We've built up a, a big old um, base to make sure that we have the capacity to do that. And we're still very happy and very lucky that we get to do that. But it is a weird thing where sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. Took at Miles last weekend. He had three games to review. And he didn't sleep on anything for a couple of days um, in order to hit those embargoes. So I guess um, the question is, do we still enjoy games when we have to play them? Um, Greg, you're unmuted. Do you want to start this one off? Oh, sorry. Um, well, it depends if the game's any good, really. That's what it boils down to. Um... Mm. <sighs> what to the point, like, if you ever like, had a games review and gone... Oh, right, I've got to play this now to review it. Oh, exactly. God, I've had a couple, and it's when you're asked, and I can never sort of think on the spot. There was a couple. Um, yeah, no, it's gone. Um, the thing is, I, I've said it before, like, I know we've been chatting, like, when it's a good game, you want to wax lyrical about it because you really enjoy playing it. Like, the game I've got, or I can say the name of the game. No, I can't. Wait, hang on. The review embargoes today, isn't it, when it comes out? You could talk about it because, yes, it's It'll fine. be 29. Okay, so I've just reviewed Agent Intercept. I don't want to give my review away because I want people to read it, but it's a positive because I really enjoyed it. And when you get a surprise game like that, you don't know much about, and you go, oh, cool, this is enjoyable. Um, when you get a game that's utterly shite, I remember my famous one that I had was Moonfall, which was like a terrible golden axe, when unfortunately it got lost in the great crash of 2020. But uh like i was really proud of the, the the headline like more wooden spoon than golden axe and that game was abysmal it like you know when it's a game that's bad and you know you can just tear into it as a warning to people on the fence about it then fine but when it's a middle like a middling game it's very milk toast and you know neither terrible or game breaking nor game of the year it's just it does get hard to play. Like I've got that Ash Walkers to review, and unfortunately, well, it's not unfortunate, but my new job is shifts and stuff like that. But I don't have time on my lunch to really get into playing a game, even though I could take my Switch with me. I'd never really have time to eat and play and all that kind of jazz. So, and evenings are a bit precious at the moment. Like tonight is just an exception because I didn't go training. But when it's a game that you're not very enthused about, it's hard to motivate yourself to play it when you know you've got other better games to play or other games that you've spent money on that you should be playing because you've bought that product. Obviously, like you said, we're, we're lucky and fortunate to get reviewed games for free. So there is no compunction to write a review at a certain time because we haven't paid for it. Obviously, there's embargo dates and stuff like that, but we haven't paid for it. So we're not getting our quote unquote money's worth to review it. But obviously we've got obligations to get them out in a timely fashion and all that kind of shit. Now the two I'm sitting on obviously are out. So I need to crack on with them, but there's no imperative getting done by uh, like a deadline for tomorrow or anything like that. The one I have just reviewed was tomorrow and because I enjoyed it, 
I wanted to get out on time because I want to put my positive thoughts out there on it. But to answer sort of like the, the broad question is, I don't know. It, it depends. Well, to, to summarize my answer, it basically depends if the game is any good or not. And obviously that's a subjective thing because one man's trash, another man's treasure and all that kind of shit. Like I review games at a CAC, but I'm sure some of you guys would have really enjoyed and vice versa. But yeah, to, to sort of narrow my answer down, it depends on the game. There mm. is, I still do get enjoyment out of doing this. Like it's coming up three years in July that I joined you guys. Uh, no, it's not. Four years in July. Um, yeah, no. And I still enjoy doing it. I don't feel, uh, I, I've had a couple of moments of burnout when I've taken on like three or four games at once. And yeah, sometimes you think, shit, I'm taking on too much, but that's a personal thing. Like, that's not you guys forcing them on me. There's no contract saying I must do so many a week or a month. So it's self-inflicted burnout. But when you get into a rhythm of it, then no, I still enjoy doing it. It's just like, yeah, it's a it's a game by game basis at times. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Sean, I mean, we've talked about burnout before in the past. That's something that has got to both of us pretty hard um, in the years and years that we've been kind of trying to crack this. Um, when you when you sit down to play a game that you've actually actively gone out and bought and you're not reviewing it or you're not doing any kind of feature on it, you're just playing it, is it a relief or do you feel like, oh, I've got to play another video game? <laughs> no. I, for me, this is this is kind of... There's a, like a deeper psychological aspect to this whole thing. Um, when, when I sit down to play a game now, I... And I, I'm doing so because I want to play a game. I'm playing a very particular type of game. And for for a lot of the time, that's because I'm playing something like Assassin's Creed or I'm playing um like for example Tiny Tina's Wonderland, where it is very structured, there's a map, it gives me everything I need. I, it's not going to waste my time. And it's basically very quick gratification. Because that's the kind of games that I, if I, you know, in my everyday life, that is what I want to play. Not every game is that. And I find myself having to like shift gears a lot for this now because I, I kind of cherry pick as many short games as I can. Because and I guess, you know, Toby will be able to attest to this the fact that time is of a premium when you're a parent. And to write and to, to review a game, to play and write a review is like, you do it in whatever glimpses of time you you have available to you, and that that's that's really short. So it's like, yes, when I sit down to play a game, it is a different gear, but I'm intentionally playing games where I can pick them up and I can play 10, 15 minutes and I can I can turn it off. To answer the question whether I still enjoy you know games when you have to play them, I'd say yeah, 90 percent of the time. It's it's those games that um, that disrespect your time that that really um, great on me when as as a as a critic. It's it's the reason why I won't pick up Elden Ring. You know the the, the sheer amount of guides that I've seen now that are I discovered this thirty hours in. Why didn't the game tell me this? You're like yeah, <laughs> the game should have told you this. Like have or have all of the skulls with glowing eyes got golden orbs in them? And is that what? How how is what? And then there's the wall that takes fifty hits to get through. Just just fuck off with that. Like, <laughs> it's like 
so long as the game is is respecting the fact that someone is sitting down to play it, I'm okay with it. And I will enjoy it for what it is. You know, whether I give it mm. a four out of ten, a one out of ten, a ten out of ten. So long as so long as a game is designed to be enjoyable and not just a dick, then I am okay with it. But that's why I don't review those games. And that's why we've got sadists yeah, or, so, <laughs> on so the it's, team. It's why Mars is on the team, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, and and save points wherever you want them, not just oh save points. Ima- yeah. Imagine, imagine not being able to pause your game. Oh, Cra- crazy, man. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Tobes, how are you finding balancing that out between games that you want to play, games that we've given you to play, and also being a uh, a new father? Yeah, it's it's really tough to be honest. Um, Sean's just touched on it, but it is it's something that's really hit me over the last few oh, months. Oh, it's having a baby and being a parent tough. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you are going to come in at that point. Um, I it. I know. The um, the first few months of uh, having my little boy around was um, relatively simple. A newborn doesn't actually take all that much um, away from your time where you can find them, you know, they're napping or they're doing this, that or the other, that, that really you can still find time to deal with your hobby. But the older he gets, the longer he's awake, the more he needs, the more um, of your time as an, you know, as a time as a parent is actually required. The actually less time I'm getting to, to put towards my hobby. So I'm finding that if, if a game is not respecting of my time or a game is not something that, you know, I really, really want to play, like I would spend 50 quid on, um, I'm finding it very hard to to give up my that that time that's become very precious to me. It's not I'm not saying my time is more precious than anyone else's, but it's it's become precious. That hobby time has become very precious. So, um, I if it's not a dead certainty that I'm going to enjoy it, or at least it was, you know, I absolutely had to play it, even if it was then bad. I don't I don't mind if it was something I was massively interested in, but then it, it then it turns out to be bad. That's fine. That's that's kind of why we do this in a way. But it just has to have been something that I was really interested in. If it's just one that's like come along and I've got the most passing interest in, then, you know, that that's what I was doing for a year or two with you guys. But it's not something I've been able to do in the last few months. Um, I could pick out a couple of interest, uh, a couple of um, games as well that have been interesting for this reason. So you get um, Greg's absolutely right. Three or four at once is just ridiculous. And I can't do that anymore impossible to play them and give them any kind of time you, you, you know you got to respect the developers as well you've got to give those games you know the time that it takes to get through them or at least you know get through them enough to give a well-rounded opinion um there have been a few that i've just been like i, I wanted to play so much and they've just been so disappointing um you know like biomutant from from a year or so ago whatever that was ah uh, yes oh just so so wanting to put 50 odd 60 odd hours into that game and it was just such an incredibly disappointing thing it was just that those are the ones that really kill you um remothered was like that windbound was like that it was just it looked so great and then it was just so dull um but then you get you know the absolutely fantastic surprises like um I had it was not on my radar in any way, shape, or form until suddenly Facebook started advise, advertising it to me a week before release. Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim, that was, you know, such a fantastic game, and I had so much fun with it. I never would have been able to, you know, I never would have found it even. And then I suddenly get, you know, free copy, and we can we can review it. It was no skin off my nose to review that. It was an 
absolutely fantastic game. So, you know, it, it like Greg says, it, it does depend a little bit on the game. But if I have to say a, an absolute end of statement, it's it really has to be a dead certainty that it will at least, you know, press the right buttons. It will be the kind of game I want to play. Otherwise, I can't commit to it and write, you know, <laughs> 2000 words about it afterwards because that's all that's your time as well that's that's still the same hobby time so i have to commit however many hours to the game and then you know five or six hours to to write it all up yeah. that's two that's two more evenings where i can't play horizon do you know what i mean it's tricky sorry man i'm, I'm done <laughs> <laughs> i'm very sorry um <laughs> in mars and cat you'll have an interesting output on this i think um because you're still relatively Relatively new new blood here at Thinking Guns. Um, how are you finding the balance uh, between games you want to play, games you're given to play, work, social? Does it? I hope hopefully this you're going to say no, but is it is it feeling like a a burden, kind of kind of like a noose, uh, Miles? Uh, no, to be honest. Um, there have been some games. Well, I say some. I can only think of one which I'm just going to name it because it sucked. It, like Elix 2 was just bad. I just, I hated playing it, but I knew I had to play a lot more of it in order to get enough of a sense of it to review it. Like I didn't want to just, you know, get a bad vibe from it and then just throw out like a shit review just because I didn't want to put more time into it. So I feel like with that one, for example, I had to make myself keep playing it. And in part of that, I think it can be a good thing because sometimes you might then click with it and then suddenly it comes together. You know, some games start off really slow and they're a bit shit and then, you know, they finally fall into place. And that didn't happen with this one. But I played more than I would have ever played of it if I'd have just either bought it myself or whatever. Um, and, you know, the example of this weekend is a, quite a good one of it was a real crunch. You know, I absolutely... It, you know, I did it Friday night and all of Saturday to play Ghostwire and I finished it at 12 at night on Saturday night. And it felt like it was one of those things I actually said to Kat at one point, you know, I've got to go for a walk or something because otherwise I'm going to stop enjoying playing this because I'm just, I'm oversaturating with it. And a part of me did wonder, you know, would I actually have enjoyed the game even more if I'd have been able to take my time and actually just experience it rather than knowing that I've got to play through it immediately in order to you know hit an embargo or review or whatever but equally I still really enjoyed it and I guess I'm coming from a perspective of if anything else I think trophy hunting has ruined so many games for me in the past that in comparison like having to play a game for a review or for the purpose of like finger guns it's a nice it's a nice it's not a problem but it's if it was it would be a nice problem you know Whereas trophy hunting was a choice I would make because I had that small little like addictive dopamine hit of, you know, I have to get the platinum. You know, I once spent 50 hours grinding through Final Fantasy 13, killing the same fucking enemy for the entirety of that time, just listening to podcasts or music in the background while I was doing it. And I came out of that and I think about it now. I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I mean, bear in mind, I was a teenager. I had nothing else to do in my time anyway. But I was just like, why would I do that? So in comparison, I think like having a game that I have to play it's it's nice and sometimes if the game is really bad you can just have a fun time shitting on it you know humble 21 i spent a few hours with and it absolutely sucked but i just laughed at its expense and i would never have played that game otherwise and it's actually quite funny like it's just become a running joke for me um and i feel like you know those experiences are worth it even if the game's you know bad you know mediocre or if it's really really good 
you know, I don't think it ruins playing a game for me, but I think it can take away a little bit of the enjoyment when you have to feel pressured to play it, if that makes sense. But like I said, compared to grinding a game for dozens of hours just to get a platinum, you know, it's nothing in comparison to that. And I've really had to work on not doing that and ruining games that I really enjoy. And Ghostwire is one of them. You know, it's got a stupid amount of spirits you have to collect around the open world. One like 160,000 out 240,000. And I've played 20 hours of it. And I've been doing it all as I've been going as well. And I just was like, I'm going to ruin this game for myself if I keep going with it. But that would be a choice, not because I have to. So yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, you know, having to play games for the purpose of like finger guns and balancing it with everything else, you know, I'm okay with, you know, I have the free time and I enjoy playing video games, you know, good, bad or medium. Um, But yeah, I think you just have to look out for if you're playing a game too much, too quickly, you can sometimes take away the enjoyment or satisfaction from it so you just got to keep an eye on it i think and just be aware of it um but yeah no i don't regret it in the slightest i love playing games i love writing for finger guns so it's all good mm. all good like, great that's awesome to hear um uh Kat, do you want to finish this off uh are you, yeah are you much the same as uh, mars in that regard or yeah I guess so I mean I I love it but I have really kind of related to what Greg said and the fact that like as a as a little as this little little team that we, like that we have which is amazing there's never any pressure there's never any like con- contractual well where's your four four reviews this week or where's this you know sometimes it turned into like a little healthy leaderboard of like yeah you f- like Sean smashes out like 12 games this month like that's incredible um and yeah, I really love it, but I really relate to Greg's personal kind of um, chat there where he says in his own way, and I'm, I'm kind of not saying his word for word, but like kind of his own personal goals and maybe his he takes on a lot and then burns himself out. And I think I relate to that in a way that sometimes I can get into my own head about my ability to do stuff, if that makes sense. So I end up ruining my own enjoyment from a being in my own head (laughs) about knowing that I feel like you know before you start writing you can be like well anyone can do an opinion about like this is probably what people say I'd never have said this but um anyone can just say your opinion about your game but actually it's so much more than that because you're not you're not just saying your opinion You, you kind of have to think about things um sort of objectively in a subjective way and for me I always, I've always kind of said to Miles, like, how do you say this? How do you say that? What's this word? Because I, I have a fiery personality, but I, I could write as well as a children's book. So I sometimes ruin my own enjoyment by getting into my own head about the writing side of it. Um, the, I've never ever felt disrespected of time, so I, I can't, I can't ever, I can only empathise with Toby because I can imagine what that must feel like of having a game such as, say, the game that I had. What was it called? In my shadow. I'm thinking, fucking hell, I could be playing Horizon, <laughs> um, you know, and knowing that you you really aren't enjoying a game, and then thinking, I've got to see this out because actually, I want to say my opinion on this, and I'm not gonna dunk on a game because I don't like the first hour of it. Um, and then there's the other side of it of would you really want to play your favourite game for review because there's so much you need to think about I don't know if I'd have wanted to review Horizon in a way because I think I would have been made to think about it almost a little bit differently um, even though not too much differently but there's just a different I guess there's a different layer to it isn't there but um, but then I can't remember who said it maybe Toby, maybe Miles you find some 
real gems as well like I I love find I've had some real like games where I've come out and I'm like that was fucking incredible I'm so glad that I took that on when it was when it was offered because I would have never found that in the store um and I would have missed out on this amazing experience not only did I get this amazing experience of playing it but then I got to write it too and that's there's no feeling of a feeling like that because that's really cool because not only have you made some work from it and some like you know some writing out of that you've been able to have a really great experience as well um so I guess my only disenjoyment comes from me being personally in my own head um to my skill not not about the game or not about any pressure that anyone ever puts on me because I don't and if I did that's a good problem to have because my hobby is reviewing games and that's fucking cool <laughs> is, is, does that, that make sense yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. It's, um it is it is a great point that um yourself and Greg Worth is like when you love or hate the game you can't wait to tell people about it and when like you I mean, I'm sorry I'm bringing it up again. It's just the one example I go to. Say Epic Chef. No, I'm not going to say Epic Chef. I'm going <laughs> to say Night. I'm going to say Night in the Woods. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a game that I knew nothing about going in, and as you know, I fell in love with it completely, and mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to write that review. Mm, yeah. I was so excited to just get everything I felt about it onto into words, essentially, and that's when it becomes fun. And it's like, man, video games are cool. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> From my perspective, you know, it's um, it's not a case of I don't get tired of video games. Um, I think my article this week is testament to that because there's always something out there that's so goddamn interesting to play. And like unpacking, I knew nothing about unpacking. I just saw it on yeah. Game Pass, and I freaking love that game. It's a gem. Like and, you know, there's there's something, and I didn't review unpacking. Um, I just really enjoyed it, and that was something that I don't know. Maybe I could enjoy it a little more because I didn't have a critical hat on while playing it. But I didn't have a critical hat on really playing Firewatch or playing Edith Finch. You know, I just kind of like thoroughly enjoyed them and wanted to tell. But I didn't review Edith Finch, obviously, but I'm very happy to talk about it with people uh, because it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, isn't it, Kat? No. <laughs> <laughs> but to you it is, baby, and that's what matters, is that you want to yeah. talk about Do you know what I mean? And you're completely right, is that like, I don't ever get bored of video games. Like, hand me all the games in the world and I'll give them a badge and I'll tell you my opinion. That's fucking cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's someone yeah. who plays sports, is that it doesn't matter if you win or lose, you played the game. Well, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, but what, to people it matters if they win or lose, their team wins or loses or whatever. But I guess like for them, it's still the experience, it's still the training. Um, mm. it's still the, the big show that's on Saturday at two o'clock for an hour and a half. And that's the same here for me as well, is that it's whether a game is, you know, rubbish, mediocre. I love playing video games. So cool beans. Fuck Epic Chef, man. <laughs> Fuck that zesty bloke. Yeah. So to answer my own question, it's like, yeah, it never feels like work to play a video game because video games are just, too damn interesting and they're too damn exciting especially at the moment because so much fascinating stuff comes out on a, like a weekly basis and it's just uh yeah it's great and we're very lucky to do what we do here at thinking Guns, and we don't ever take it for granted um right then let's get into our recommendations um miles what's your recommendation for the week again let's let's rattle through these uh watched free guy this week it was it was stupid. It was fun. It was funny. It was Ryan Reynolds. It's not a great movie, but it's fun. Yeah, it's just it's just a good time. So yeah, if you're looking for just an easygoing afternoon movie, then I would recommend that. Sweet. Free guy it is. Free guy's a good time. 
Yeah. Turn your brain off. Have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, put it yeah. in a jar and just forget. Especially if you're into video games. There's lots of little things in it all the way through. If you're yeah. a gamer, you'll uh, you will appreciate. Uh Sean. So my recommendation this week is a game called Soundfall. It's not out yet, but go and stick it on your wish list or whatever the hell you have to do. Um, it's a rhythm action game uh, where you play along to songs. You fight these Discordians, little things. You shoot them, and it's very cool. And it's not right yet, but you should definitely keep an eye on it because it's going to be fucking massive. Man, I can't wait. can't wait to play it. it sounds awesome. It sounds right on my street. Uh, Greg? Greg? Sorry, I was muted. Um, mine's going to sound like sponsored content, but I'd say just pick up Jedi Fallen Order for nine quid if you've got a PS5. Yeah, sounds good. It's quite a fun game, and it looks really shiny. Is it uh, 60 frames and all that jazz? You can put it on performance mode, which ensures 60 frames. Lovely. But uh, then I'm not noticing any dip in anything else by put Because, you know, normally it's toggles, isn't it? It's like, do you want performance or do you want optimization? Yeah. This is just an option that says performance mode, yes or no. And it says, will ensure you get 60 FPS, but it hasn't seemed to have dropped anything else. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. I love a bit of Calcestis. Apart from that level with the big ass spiders. That really fucked me off. <laughs> Toby, your recommendation for the week. Um, I'm going to go with a book series this time. Um, so I've been reading a series by Fonda Lee called the Jade Jade City uh, trilogy. Um, it's Jade Jade City, Jade War, and Jade Legacy. And I'm just I've just finished Jade War, so I've got one more to go. It's basically like um, an Asian version of The Godfather, or like Peaky Blinders combined. So it's like political and gangsters all at once. They use um, jade, like the, the the stone jade, is gives people powers, and they've got this whole Godfather esque um, crime syndicate triad thing going on. It gets very clever, very political. There's some brilliant characters in it, and it was just it was literally like reading the Asian Godfather. I really enjoyed it, and uh, mm. yeah, I'd recommend it. Lots of fun. Cool. What was the name again? Uh, it's called Jade City by Fonda Lee. Cool. Jade and City. then there's another another two after that. Can't wait to watch the movie. Uh, it might be a movie one day, maybe, yeah. You never know. That'd be cool. Cat, uh, your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is a cute little app called Florette. It's um, essentially like a organiser, planner, daily mood check-in, kind of things like that. And then you can kind of go back to your month and see how many bad days you had, see how many good days you had, see what you did on those bad days, see what you did on those good days. But it's also like a planner, so you can like tick list you can put your, you can organize your calendar in it as well um it's just really cute and it's very pleasing and you can you just literally it's just very very quick as well and um it was something that was recommend that I saw as a recommendation I tried out myself and it was yeah really nice just to be like how are you feeling and then it asks you why do you think you're feeling like that um and it's it's really cool to see like your week and how you can go back and you're like oh this was a really good week and you can kind of yeah. So mm. if you are kind of just looking for something very quick in terms of self-care, um, that's that's something that should be right up the street because it is very cool. Um, and it's, it's got gratitude as well. So it's just a all in one if you feel like life is getting away from you a little bit. Oh, great stuff. I should download it immediately. I love it. <laughs> uh, my recommendation is, this is a wild one, but it's House of the Dead Overkill. Um, I've been messing around with PlayStation Now uh, this week, and I did not know the House of the Dead Overkill was on there. And it's a bloody brilliant game that I never played back in the day. So it's like if House of the Dead was made by 
you know, Suda 51. It's just absolutely insane. Um, yeah, crazy. I, I streamed the typing version of it a while back. Oh, nice. It's a uh, great fun. Have you, that, have you done the bit with the, the cheerleader yet? No, not yet. I haven't got the second idea. mission where you got like the badass and the ditzy blonde or whatever she is. Oh, no, I haven't. I'm very, very bad at the game. Oh, I don't want to. Some <laughs> of the dialogue in that bit had me in creases. Oh, nice. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's available on PlayStation Now. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but if you've got PlayStation Now, check out House of the Dead Overkill, which is a very old game made by Sega, but it's great and I love it. Uh, right then, let's get into Out This Week and Out This Week. It's March 30th. Starts with Agent Intercept. Coming to Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5. Um, Greg's obviously got the review coming very, very soon, so don't miss it. In fact, it may actually be up right now by the time I listen to this. So give it a read. Um, the Death Stranding Directors Cut is coming to PC on March the 30th, so if you haven't had quite enough of Hideo Kojima's wild masterpiece, then I suggest you go check it out. It's coming to PC very, very soon with all the shiny PC gubbins. March the 31st, Weird West is a game that we're all looking forward to mostly, I think. And uh, yeah, it's coming out this week, so don't miss that. And we're very excited to get our hands on that. Um, Red Wings American Aces comes to Switch and PC if you're into your airborne shooters. Princess Farmer is coming to Xbox One and PC on March 31st. Um, this is what I'm getting lots of emails about, but um, I don't know. I don't think I can bring myself to review that, but we'll see. And uh, Moss Book 2, which is a sequel to that lovely VR game where you play as a little mouse called Moss. It's coming out, the sequel, this week. Do not miss it. And of course, March the, uh, sorry, April the 1st, Super Cyborg comes to Xbox One. Never heard of it. It looks like uh, shit. That's what it does. It looks like shit. That so, was so great. The way you went, Super Cyborg. I was like, what? This game sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it did. It really doesn't. Um, <laughs> that's coming out April 1st. April Fool's Day. It might be a brilliant game. Who knows? Um, yeah, we've got big stuff coming out the week a week later. So, uh, yeah, look out for that, including, of course, Lego Star Wars. Let's go. And Godfall coming to Xbox if you haven't had enough of that already. And the House of the Dead remake coming to Switch. God, I wish that was coming to PlayStation, but uh, never mind. Um, well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much, dear, for listening. Don't forget, if you like what we do, you can follow us in our link tree below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, all of our handles are in the description below except for Mars of course he's smart I'm not on Twitter if you really like what we do want to follow our Patreon for one dollar a month that works out about 72 pence right now you can keep the podcast live on its various podcasting services and keep the website nice and shiny but that is it for this week it feels like we're going to have a lot to talk about next week with all these big PlayStation announcements possibly coming in the next few days so don't miss it but until then it is goodbye from Tiny Sean's Wonderlands Toodles. it is goodbye from Toby of Paradise Sayonara. It is goodbye from Cat Bob Squarepants. Bye bye. It is goodbye from Gregatron. Bye. It is goodbye from Miles Ascent. See you later. And goodbye from me, Ross Ark. I can't think of anything else. Until next time, thank you very much indeed for listening. We've been Finger Guns, and we'll see you next week on the Finger Guns Podcast.